Welcome to Planet Surgery, a medical podcast by Baxter Advanced Surgery Team. Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast series of Baxter. Insights into the world of surgeons, surgery and perioperative practitioners across Europe. My name is Iris Kailleinhase and I'm the medical manager for Advanced Surgery Benelux in Germany at Baxter. Today I will have the pleasure to interview Dr. Charles de Geldere. At Baxter, our vision is to be a global, innovative leader in the operating room, providing solutions that improve patients' outcome and enhances lives. Baxter podcast program is a new way for you to learn from colleagues across the world. In this episode, I would like to welcome Dr. Charles de Geldre, who is a general surgeon and head of the Department of General and Abdominal Wall Surgery at Heiligheart Hospital in Lille, Belgium. Dr. de Geldre has a particular interest in minimal invasive surgical techniques in colorectal and abdominal wall surgery. He is keen on teaching and sharing knowledge and on finding pragmatic approaches to surgical problems. Moreover, he is the president of the Royal Belgium Society of Surgery and past president of the Belgium Group for Endoscopic Surgery. Today, he will share his personal experience and vision of the Royal Belgium Society of Surgery on communication, education and scientific meetings in the times of COVID-19. Welcome, Dr. de Geldere, and thank you for giving us the opportunity to share your experiences with us. Hello, Iris, and thank you for this nice introduction. I'm very honored to be part of this. Thank you as well. And my first question to you, Dr. de Geldere, would be, how did COVID-19 and the lockdown due to the pandemic influence the communication between healthcare professionals? Well, actually, I think if anything good came from this pandemic, uh, it might be uh, enhancing and boosting communication between uh, surgeons and probably doctors at large, because uh, we had to to learn to use tools which were existing, but, uh, but uh, which were little used and like Zoom and Teams. And so we, we had to adapt to the situation. The only way to communicate, to set up meetings was to use these tools we really didn't know. And actually they offer a lot of advantage. We, we lose lots of less time to, to commuting, to organizing, to plan where and which venue. So meeting is, is actually easier than it used to be. And uh, due to the fact that we're in, we're in a virtual setting, we're also forced to be more efficient during the meetings, to have more clear communication, to be sure not to interrupt. Uh, we have less blah, blah, and we're more to the point. We can focus on what's, what's important. So if anything, the pandemic enhanced uh, and, and boosted the way we communicated with each other. Thank you very much for this honest answer. And uh, may I ask you, how did you and your partners and colleagues, of course, adapt to the situation inside and outside the hospital? Well, in my hospital, as I guess in most hospitals, we, we were really scared when the first wave was coming because we, we seen the footage of, of the situation in Wuhan. And then a little later, we saw what 
what dramas were happening in uh, in the northern Italy and in Spain, and we really didn't know what what was uh, coming, and and we had the feeling that the enemy was at the gates, and so in my hospital, and I guess in many others, everybody adapted fast to the to the situation. Uh, in a blink, our hospital was split in, in two separate hospitals with two separate circuits, uh, one for COVID, one for non-COVID patients. And actually, we could volunteer to, uh, to work in, in situations out of our comfort zone where we, we had no experience at all. We were either a plan to work on the ER, the COVID ER, the COVID intensive care or the COVID wards. And uh, I think most of us did a really good job. And uh, it showed that we we could solve difficult situations together. And uh, there was a good solidarity between, between the doctors. Then in second wave was a little different uh, because like my hospital has been spared in second wave until it was over. Then we had a, a a local problem with uh, some outburst outbreaks in uh, in the geriatric wards and then we evolved to a real complete lockdown without anything no ERs no ORs no clinics no nothing Dr. De Gelder I can fully understand uh, your worries and being the president of the Royal Belgian Society of Surgery my next question to you would be what was the biggest challenge for the Royal Belgian Society of surgery in the times of COVID-19 in interaction and scientifically exchange with colleagues? Well, a big challenge, uh, as you might know, we have, we have a number of activities, uh, workshops, uh, day symposia, and of course, the Belgian week. Uh, everything was organized, organized weeks and months before. And then we gradually had to to either postpone everything or to cancel events or to turn them into virtual events. And since we had really no certainty about uh, the direction of, of the pandemic, uh, well, it was a constant hesitation. Do we cancel? Do we postpone? Do we turn it to an, as a virtual meeting? And uh, we had to adapt continuously to, to provide some scientific info and, and to organize some meetings. And then the big challenge was uh, turning the Belgian week into a virtual uh, meeting too. But we, it's not only for the Belgian week, it's, it's for all, all the meetings of all sections. Uh, that was a challenge because it was really a step into uncharted territory for us. So why did the board of the Royal Belgium Society of Surgery decide in the end to organize a three-day virtual event in November last year? And what was the advantage for surgeons, young and senior, to participate in such a virtual congress? Well, we had the, the real Belgian week was planned in May. And uh, it's three days, four rooms, uh, free papers and uh, dedicated sessions. Um, and we either had the, the choice to cancel it or to organize something virtual. So uh, we couldn't we couldn't not organize anything uh, because the the Belgian week is the main surgical event in Belgium where all general thoracic uh, vascular surgeons uh, 
uh, are keen to come. And we had a lot of free papers accepted for the, the May Congress, I think about 80. Most of the free papers are uh, are presented by young surgeons or, or residents, so they they put work on it. The, their abstract was reviewed and accepted. It would be a pity not to let them present it, and it would be uh, useless to to postpone it one more year because uh, most of the papers wouldn't have been relevant anymore. So we 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 were obliged to do it. We thought, why three days? because uh, we we decide to uh, to give the opportunity to most of us to work quasi uh, in a normal day and we we did the the sessions from 4 to to 7 p.m. which was a good choice so uh, the advantage uh, well the advantage to participate to a virtual congress is there's two two advantages. One, you you keep on top of what's happening in Belgium on, on in the surgical community, and two, you have the opportunity to to present your own stuff and 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 to present to the Belgian community. So uh, that's more or less the same advantage as uh, presenting to uh, a normal congress. So uh, what were the key learnings of organizing the Belgian Surgical Week virtually? And uh, furthermore, knowing that it was such a big success in 2020, what will you retain of these experiences for the following events of the Royal Belgium Society of Surgery? Well, what the key learnings are and uh, what we retain is, uh, is very important several for several points. One is we can organize it uh, virtually. We we were like, uh, like I told you, in uncharted territory, but we were very happy that we succeeded. Two, it has added value, actually. It has added value on several fields. One, the free papers, as I already told you. Most free papers are presented by either young surgeons or residents. Often they're not used to present the paper. And in real congresses, uh, the Belgian Week or other congresses, the free paper sessions are often attended by very, very small audiences. And in the virtual session, the free papers had a big, big audience to our standards, uh, more than 100 uh, attendees. So uh, the, the youngsters who can present their paper are are sure to have a bigger attendance to to when they present than than in real life so it's much much more interesting much re more rewarding for them so that's a very big point another thing another added value is that we can invite more international guest speakers especially from overseas as you know we're not a rich society as most scientific societies and it's uh, very expensive for us to to invite keynote speakers from overseas for uh, for one or two lectures uh, in a virtual format uh, it's possible to have much more uh, high quality uh, speakers from from as far as uh, as we want so that's uh, that's a big advantage and i think for the companies who sponsor us uh, there's also an advantage uh, they have a possibility to to have a bigger forum than uh, than the odd surgeons dropping by at their uh, booth in the technical exhibit uh, 
or organizing a, a lunch symposium where the attendance is usually also low. He, here they have other possibilities which, which give more exposure to their products. Uh, and the last, uh, added, last point in which we, it, have an, it has an added value is that all presentations stay on, on our RBSS website during one year which is not feasible if all presentations have to be filmed uh, in a real Congress. Here they're, they're filmed, they're online, and they stay there one year, so it's an added value for the RBSS members to, to access them, even if they miss them. So what, what we, we retain, that if, if necessary, we'll do it again, maybe in a hybrid format, maybe an improved uh, virtual format, but another another uh, thing we retain is that actually many surgeons crave a real congress because the Belgian week has been frowned upon by some categories of surgeons who say we don't learn anything, we don't need congresses. But after missing any kind of real meeting during more than a year, uh, we realize that uh, the networking and meeting our peers, meeting our mentors, meeting our residents, meeting uh, the companies is, is much more valuable than we thought. So that's one thing we, we, we take from, from missing it. Uh, you don't always know what you have until you, you don't have it anymore. And I think this, this applies to real congresses too. So, Dr. De Gelderer, you already mentioned the industry. Uh, how is my question, can the pharmaceutical industry collaborate with the surgical societies in these kind of events? And uh, did you already get reaction from the industry for these new opportunities? And um, did they get a chance to uh, get involved? Well, it is uh, actually, we really need the industry because uh, a virtual Congress is very expensive and without uh, the support of the industry, we couldn't afford to organize this kind of Congress. And we, I'm sure that despite the fact that uh, the real life contact with uh, surgeons disappears in a virtual format, in the, the industry has a number of other opportunities uh, to present their product to give scientific symposia, to have an, uh, a virtual booth with breakout rooms. So there are a lot of uh, extra possibilities which give an opportunity to have a big, larger, a larger exposure than in real life Congress. So I think it's, it's, it's something to, to uh, support and uh, to keep on doing. And some companies did and they were happy, the feedback was good and others didn't. So, but we really need the industry, yes. So thank you very much, Dr. de Gelderer, for this valuable interview and for sharing your experiences during the COVID-19 pandemic with us. I'd like to wish you and the Belgium Surgical Society of Surgery a successful hybrid event for this year's Belgium Surgical Week in September. And to the audience, please contact us for any feedback or questions. And if you want to be your next speaker, by clicking on the Contact Us button on this webpage. Thank you very much for listening. And don't forget to come back in two weeks' time to listen to our next episode.